Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too dang much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's why you're listening, I think, at least some of you. Uh, and with me, as always, is the skeptic, the voice of the people, the little devil on my shoulder, Kristen Studdard. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Joe. How are you feeling? People. You, you I feel okay. Chipper. I look so cozy with my, I don't know. I think I'm sitting in my uh, dining room and I have a very kind of bright mural behind me. And I think it's making me feel a little, I don't know. I'm in a good mood, even though I'm just incredibly busy right now. I'm sure you're like uh, for the, for the listeners, they, they won't know this, but we, we can see it. Uh, your lighting fixture is, is looks like it's sitting <laughs> oh, atop your head. Like yeah, a crown. I've got a crown of, chandelier uh yeah i'll i'll include that in the photo everybody i'm Perfect. sure you now they'll they'll be they're, seeing they're it gonna be, they're dying yeah, to yeah see it. they're <laughs> gonna be expecting it exactly <laughs> well let's uh let's go ahead and bring in our guest very excited to have her with us she's a journalist and an editor calling us from fort worth texas brooklyn white hey brooklyn hey hey how are y'all doing good good we're excited to talk to you um first things first you know, this podcast is about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, an institution that uh, is peripheral for most. You know, it's not something people pay too much attention to. I am curious, what's your reference level for this thing coming into the show? Yeah, um, I work in news, so I, I get all the press releases. Um, and I'm pretty active on social, so I see people like rallying about who should be inducted and, you know, who was left off of the nominees list, so... I'm I'm present, but I'm sure there's a lot more I can learn. Right. Also, I think you've really hit upon something, which is like the Rock Hall at this point, I would say to most people is a press release. Like, I really do think that that is that's like a, a very good distillation of kind of what it is, what it means to most people, like whether even if you're not involved in journalism or not, like you're getting your news from the press release that got sent to everyone in journalism. So it's like one week of news when the nominations come out, one week of news when the, um you know, inductees are announced and then, you know, not everybody has a year-round podcast about this thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny you're 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 right because then there's also the ceremony, but I feel like the ceremony doesn't get as much uh, attention, Not even though almost, it's, it's, it's the best part. Uh, yeah. According to some, yeah. You, according to everyone, no, I agree. I a think big it, concert is much more fun than a, a list sent out. Except to some, for five hours long. And if you're only interested in, you know, one to two thirds of the uh, inductees. So yeah. depends. Every time we've gone, you've had a good time. Oh, no doubt. I mean, and I can't wait. I'm very excited about going this. I'm like, I'm in a good mood today too, Joe. So don't <laughs> I'm catching take you advantage. In a good mood. Catching you in a good mood. <laughs> Now I want to go. Like wait. exactly, it's fun. It's fun. It's, fun. it's really fun. fun. It's genuinely fun. I didn't believe, and it's very long, but it is fun. It's like you know, five hours of your life you'll never get back, and three hours of them that you wouldn't want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there is there's a there's a little bit of rock hall news happening on on Twitter. What's uh, up? There's a, a writer named Jessica Hopper who is uh, bl blowing things up by uh, pointing out, you know, I, you could probably guess, Kristen, what this is going to be. It's kind of the consistent uh, issue that dogs 
the hall, which is the the lack of women that are. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, that's what, you know, we. we, I'm glad to see that people that once a year, though, at least somebody, you know, gets mad about it again. It's good. We got to stay mad. Mm -hmm. Don't do Jessica. Um, She led a show called. I think it's called Women Who Rock um, for Epic. So she's really dedicated to mm-hmm. this work. Um, so she's someone who's sounding the alarm with good reason constantly. Oh, absolutely. I think, years. you know, I think it's very, I like it when new people pick up the, that's my uh, constant um, problem with the hall is kind mm-hmm. of the lack of uh, representation and inclusion um, of women and people of color and living people of color um you know it's, uh, yeah you know the the uh, these are things we we try to talk about all the time because i mean it's such an obvious and, and glaring issue that like when someone who like we said it's you know it's a peripheral thing the hall itself so then when you're like oh what's this what's been going on at the hall and then you like see it you're like oh wow really is that eight eight percent of all right. inductees and if anyone is curious how we got here, uh, of course, we have an episode that was dedicated to going year by year, tracking the percentage and seeing, I mean, we started at zero. I don't want to call it progress, but <laughs> I would never, but yeah, it's... Uh, when the bar is so low, mm-hmm. anything feels like progress. But, how sad. But, but the interesting wrinkle that uh, this has taken is that uh, Courtney Love has kind of jumped on the on the cause and is oh. has, has been tweeting a lot of you know and started to call out like the nominating committee specifically she's taken screenshots of future rock legends.com yes uh, oh neil is in the mix now too i like this yeah and and i mean it's it's that's a, that's an issue as well it's like there aren't a lot of women on the nominating committee and there are very few women on the board which is if you kind of get to the root of these uh systemic problems these like institutional problems you have to start at the top and mm-hmm. you know courtney love is getting her her messy hands in there and uh, i kind of like it i like it she doesn't let's, mind doing that kind of stuff yeah well i'm like let's I, I like seeing new people join the conversation you know it's like um it keeps it fresh at the very least so right. that it's on you know it's on people's minds and people are talking about it because you know i feel like for year we've been doing this podcast now for how long five years five years oh my god um yeah and so i spent like the first two or three years just a constant feminist buzzkill over and over again being like but what about the women but what about the women and now i think i've maybe even um lost my edge a little like i i i mean but also it has gotten better since we started it has, and I take credit for that. Um, no. <laughs> Full credit. Full credit goes to Kristen, of course. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, no let, let's uh, let's turn the conversation back to you, Brooklyn. You've never been on yes. the show before. We want to get to know you, and I think we can do that via this year's ballot. Let's play. Brooklyn White is a Rock Hall voter, and you could choose up to five artists on this year's ballot. I'm curious, who would you pick? All right, my good sis, Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Great choice. Tribe called Quest. Yes. Whopper, Willie mm-hmm. Nelson, Kissy Elliott. Wow. 
Good Amen. List. Already knew you knew too. Had you, you did you know we were going to ask you this? Had you thought about it? Yes. You got, okay. Yes. Great. Yeah. I've been um, I've been sen- I've been sending the list to the guests, uh, so they're not caught off guard. So they're not caught off guard. <laughs> Last season we were just like, here, we'll screen share. Take yeah, a look it's like, at these where's artists. Where's the list? And, and like, they'd be on. like, hold on, uh, wait a second, Willie Nelson, me... Willie Nelson, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of ambushed some people last year. Um, interesting. Kate Bush, Tribe, Cindy, Willie, Missy. Yes. Cindy Willie Missy. That's a band waiting to happen. Exactly. Yeah, right? That's a that's a performance, maybe. That's at the end of the that's the that's Get the jam Cindy at Willie the Missy end of the all, night. All Cindy Willie Missy. Yeah. What kind of drew you to this choice or these artists? Was there anybody else who was kind of like in the mix? Was anybody a hard decision? Was anybody who was like your absolutely gonna do it no matter what um it it was hard i knew that a tribe called quest had to be a part of the conversation Mm -hmm. Um, honestly because they've been shut out of so many awards and just honors over the years like Mm -hmm. a tribe called quest is foundational to my and i'm sure tons of other people's understanding of music period not even just Mm hip-hop so to have them be an act who's been active for over 30 years with no Grammys to their credit. It's it's teetering on disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like they're overdue for a big moment. I did have a hard time. I was like, do I want to add George Michael? Like he's the king of Christmas. Like, do I want to mm-hmm. do it? So he, he's definitely honorable mention slash number six. The White Stripes was also like a, t- a tough one. I was one of my close friends, like a huge White Stripes fan um, and kind of, indoctrinated me, gave me mm-hmm. gave me their gospel. But for my picks, Kate Bush, I'm one of the best to ever do it. Um, I have a close friend named Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. She introduced me to some of her music a couple of years ago. And it was like a reintroduction. Like I kind of listened to her a little bit in middle school. Um, I knew that she was the original artist for this woman's work, which was famously covered by Maxwell. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. King of the falsetto. Truly. But, yeah, uh, Kate Bush, she's had, she just had an incredible run. I think she's 40 years deep into her career. Somewhat of it, like an ethereal figure, always makes for a good sample. And she's just had a, a huge couple of years uh, with her inclusion in Stranger Things. So Absolutely, I, I, yeah. I think it's Kate Bush season. I mean, it's always Kate Bush season, but like th- this is the one. Um, yeah. Missy, like honestly, one of the greatest pop stars of all time. I don't think that you can restrict her to a genre, which I know it's been a conversation about the rock hall anyways. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, how how many, or what does a rapper need to do to be included? Um, but I think she's someone who's, whose talent just knows no bounds. We'll steer the conversation back to Missy in a second. Yeah, and the Willie pick, so yeah, let's hear, more. Let's, let's hear about Cindy and Willie. Cindy, I just kind of want to be her. Like, I just want to, like, dye my hair orange and, like, wear glitter on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, she's someone who I've found out about maybe in elementary school. Yeah. It's kind of, like, mythical. Um, there's a clip of her in We Are the World that's gone viral like a million times. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. She's just someone that I've really come to appreciate for her voice and her outlook um, and the causes that she supports. And Willie Nelson, um, I have an aunt who she had like a bare refrigerator with no magnets. And there was there was one magnet and it was a picture of Willie Nelson. And I was like maybe four or five. I had no idea who he was. I was like, is this a family member? Like, <laughs> like who is this man? Um, and so the more that I learned about him and just his work and 
I think he's involved in like a, a music festival. He does farm aid. Farm aid, uh, yeah. yeah. Supporting I, the, the farms uh, in this country. Right, right. It, he's just a part of so many different things kind of behind the scenes. And so he's like a power player in front of the camera and behind. So I, I just think that he's done really great work in music and beyond. Um, and now I know I'm not related to him. So, <laughs> and are you? So you you're in Texas right now. Are you from Texas? Yeah. So I'm again, from Louisiana. Um, oh, you're from Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, I've been living in Texas on and off for about seven years. Just because he's such a like he a Texas large he's in a, Texas. He's yes. a big figure in Texas. Yeah, um, absolutely. My uncle willing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He made the fridge. None of yeah, your artwork a, is up there. Just, just the a picture of Willie. Only important guy enough. Um, but yeah, let's steer the conversation to Missy Elliott. We're going to be talking about Missy Elliott today. And uh, I want to start kind of with your personal history with Missy, misdemeanor Elliott. And, uh, you know, we can start. Do you remember the first time you heard her? Um, the first song that I vividly remember is One Man Man. Should I have been listening to that as a five-year-old? <laughs> I don't think so. But I was just watching TV really late when all the the risque music videos would come on. And I saw that and I was like, ooh, I don't know what she's talking about. But one day I will. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of your introduction. Then where did it go from there? How did you become a fan of, of Missy Elliott and your music as you aged and were able to understand maybe a little bit more what was going yeah, on yeah I, I definitely i mean i kind of remember like the rain coming out um but it's not as clear to me as one minute man was but i mean she had such huge like era defining singles mm -hmm. um, when i was coming into my understanding of music so I, she just felt like somebody that i would know like she felt like somebody that could be a family member or like someone that i went to church with who was just wildly creative and just way cooler than everyone else in our orbit um but yeah that's that's kind of my earliest idea of missy elliott i feel like her music videos loom so large on like my like teen teenage years like i re really remember the rain music video and being like what am I seeing like this woman is in a garbage bag with these you know what I mean and she's got these big glasses on and like the editing the way it was like that fisheye lens and kind of like her eye popping into frame and things like that it was like yeah yeah it was one of the coolest things I had ever seen and I was also just like we it was during a time I would say of like when you know pop stars tend to be like you know, bearing skin, sexualized, like, and she was just doing something so weird and so different and so original and like unabashedly so. Also, that single to me is very, um, it's like, you know, when Janet Jackson would pull out the first single from her album and be like, I'm not going to do the one with the big hook or whatever I'm doing, you know, got till it's gone is going to be my uh, reintroduction off of uh, the Velvet Rope or like she would she just would constantly try and choose like the the record label would want her to do the big dance song and she would want to do the chill intro. To me, the rain in particular, like I vividly remember being like, what is this song? It doesn't have like a very obvious chorus going on. Like it's a chorus, it's a sample from another song. The beat is syncopated. Everything's kind of all over the place. When the rain hits my window, I take it. 
me some endo. Me and Timberland, we sang a jangle. This, the visuals are so interesting and unique, and she's like looking like an alien from another planet and just kind of absolutely taking up space in a different way than we were seeing a lot of like stars take up space at that point. And the fact that they were like playing her music video on like, you know, TRL or whatever and MTV, it was just like such a, it was a monumental moment. Like it shifted things within the culture. Like it, and, and for like a, a female rapper, a female, a woman in hip hop to be like doing it and doing it in such an original way. She's putting her own spin on this thing. And also then we get, you know, Timbaland as like a producer, just absolutely the the duo of them, the pair of them, like unstoppable. Besties. Exactly. It's like they're besties. They came up in Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, I believe, mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool that she was able to break through on such a um an interesting single like by the time we get to like her later like more um dance driven singles and stuff it's a little more you know what you would expect even to be just from a, a tempo perspective yes. you know what i mean whereas like her songs were always weird and mm-hmm. different but like you said the rain doesn't like it doesn't have the kind of Four on the floor the formula uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly well and also she's not afraid to put in like a <laughs> just like a weird break in the middle of a song where people talk i mean it is yeah that's her thing <laughs> it is so she's very cool i love missy elliott i'm very excited about this episode i want to know brooklyn how did you wind up writing the official bio for missy elliott for her website um her label emailed me and sent me an NDA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just hopped on a call and they were like, look, we know you've written about her before. Like we've seen your work and we think you'd be a good fit for this project. I was losing my mind because I'm like, there's no way that I'm about to be a part of like Missy Elliott's, you know, reintroduction because she was working on a project at the time. Um, And so I did the draft. I, I remember I was like cooking dinner for my daughter and like, also trying to write this bio, but I had a lot going on that day, but I turned it in on time. They liked it. And I think it may have come out like the next week. Um, All of my, you know, I couldn't talk about it like while it was in the works or anything, but all of my friends were just gagging because they were like sisters. And I was like, you know, whatever, all in today's work, just making (laughs) like no big deal. But yeah, it was the honor of a lifetime. Yeah. And you know, what's really cool is your name is is on there you know when you go to the website because when you look at someone's bio on their website it's not a given and usually isn't the case that you see the person who wrote it beneath there but but it's very cool uh that that they gave you credit yeah yeah i i didn't expect that at all like i didn't ask for it it wasn't an expectation like i was just cool like having done it Mm -hmm. like you could know that'd be enough for you yeah exactly exactly so the fact that they you know took that extra step to credit me really meant a lot um so yeah big missy elliott stan shout out to atlantic records um i think that was that was a defining moment in my career as a writer it's really really cool that is so cool um and you know since you wrote the bio. Why don't we talk about uh, Missy? I want to talk about her kind of life and career leading up to the solo breakout, you know, and we'll get to that later. But I want to talk about 
you know, like we said, she's she came out of Virginia Beach kind of with Timbaland. He was a friend from the neighborhood. She was in a group at first. The Stoops. Yeah. At oh, first, my God. I forgot. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> at, fir- at first called Phase, And then uh, they got they signed with Electra with uh, Devante Swing from yeah, Jodeci. Um, and he was the guy who renamed them Sista. He's yeah. also he's also the guy who uh, named Timothy Mosley uh, Timbaland. You know, yeah. he, he ah. and so he he's kind of this figure who brought them into the industry in the beginning because he had a uh, his like label under Electra was called Swing Mob. Yeah, I think it was um, Genuine was like also a part of that fold. Uh, maybe players that mm-hmm. had um, Stag Major. Yes, uh, that was really this this collective of the the burgeoning uh, creatives who were coming out of that region, um, and it it's it's really cool to think about them all coming into their own together, but also like breaking apart and embarking on solo careers. But then they would still come together and do things as the super friends. So yeah, they they Missy has such an interesting a uh, story because I think she got picked up and like was a part of Faze. Like that was the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she didn't have her first big credit. I think she did a song, Raven Simone. And then after that, she did a, a remix of a song with Gina Thompson um, and then began like the, the bidding war to sign her. Um, and she landed with Electra. Yeah. And, you know, she brought Timbaland along with her every step of the way, including that beginning part where, you know, she's getting the, she and her group are getting the attention. It was like, well, my, my friend Tim's gotta, gotta come yeah. with us, which is, you know, a devotion that paid right. off uh, <laughs> incredibly. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like I had this friend, his name is Timbaland. Like, I don't know if you know him, but he's the feature. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's quite a trump card. Um, and the music that they were able to make together is just like nothing you've ever heard before. Like you said, very syncopated, uh, very onomatopoeia heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the samples were always so unique and you can tell that they're really digging in the crates. Um, so what I think of, music from the late 90s and early 2000s even into like the 2010s because i was in the car with mm-hmm. my husband um a couple of weeks ago and i don't know what we were listening to maybe it was justin timberlake or nelly Furtado or something and he was like is this a timberland beat and i was like of course oh, it, is. it had to be well it's that era. that promiscuous that that era, um, yeah. era when like he was working with nelly uh nelly Furtado, not nelly uh working with nelly Furtado and uh justin timberlake like pretty um heavily in that in that era promiscuous Was a, a, he he really like he revived Nelly Furtado. He oh yeah, her, I mean it was like Ma- Man Eater was the yeah, other one. That's what then... it was, Man Eater. And 
then there was yeah. there was the, there were more after that. Uh, they they had a kind of I just I did not see the the super pop turn for Nelly Furtado. I did not see that coming from I'm like a bird that I thought she was going to be right. kind of a like post Lilith fair yeah. kind of you yeah. know folk singery girl a uh, Cheryl Crow adjacent sure. more person. And I'm sure it'll come up at some point, but I'm just like, what's going on with Magoo? Where's he been? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> did we forget about Magoo? Where he? Where has he been? I mean, uh, they've, they've always they've always you know included him as well. He was another guy from from the area, especially with Timbaland. It was like this is this is my guy, and it's funny. I've always kind of thought, even before I knew the connection, I was always like. Magoo raps like Missy Elliott. Their voices are kind of similar, like mm-hmm. that. Like kind yes. of texture. Um, yeah. Like a reality almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I used to think Magoo was like Q Tips alter ego when I was like, uh-huh. I was like there, there's a similarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I hope, I hope Magoo pops out. Let's just see some Magoo, you know? I love Timbaland. He should not rap. I really enjoy him as a producer. I'm so sorry. He can rap just fine, but not really. He doesn't have the swag. He doesn't. He doesn't. When he says, I could see you with <laughs> he doesn't. I'm I Especially if you're comparing to his production career. It's like obviously production the production career. career is Brooklyn shaking her head. <laughs> no, she does not agree. You Listen, tell me tell me I'm wrong. I'm not about to give me ousted uh, from all the pool parties. <laughs> I am not going on wax saying that I don't think he's a good rapper. Um, I don't know. I think it's really tricky to be a producer and a rapper, it, and it's easy for one to outshine the other. Yeah, I just mean it as in like, oftentimes I'm listening to a song, I'm like, this beat is so good. I love this. This is making me so happy. Oh, wow, everybody on this song is so good. And then Timbaland comes in and he does his little thing. I'm not... I, I like. I, think I went out of my way to diss Timbaland as a rapper, but I just there's a couple of ones where it, he comes in and just like how every, we were. I was feeling it, and now we've we've this slowed is the down. The viral sound bite. This is it. This is where, this is where <laughs> that I, will bury you. This <laughs> is where Twitter comes for me. I'm dead from now on. R.I.P. My mentions, but uh, I don't really live on Twitter. So I'm preemptively going for private. me. Thank you. <laughs> Locking it down. Yep. Um, well, the the one thing I want to hit on, you know, the thing that uh, the kind of stepping stone from that Sista phase, the uh, swing mob to the solo breakout, really the 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 bridge there is Missy and Timbaland's work on Aaliyah's second album, mm-hmm. and that was really what kind of put them on the map because the two of them wrote this in the albums One in a Million, and the two of them wrote the majority of the songs on that album. And Missy's background on some of it as well. Even though sometimes she likes to downplay herself as a singer. I mean, she has such a, such a unique voice. You know it when you hear it, whether she's yes. in the forefront or the background. That album, I think it was Brandy who was saying that she wanted her album, Never Say Never. She was so inspired by what they had done with Aaliyah that she wanted to pull them in for her second project as well. And I think her label was kind of like, no, you know, that, that's been done. Let's go a, in a different direction. Um, so she ended up working with, I think, uh, Dark Child. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that album is just so, like, the stuttering drums. Your love is 
Normani song, Wild Side, that mm-hmm. came out last year. It was like an in- interpolation of One in a Million. Just tuck, have you Last minute trips to the islands. Trip, trip, trip when you're sliding. When you think about projects from the late 90s, especially R&B projects from the late 90s, one in a million, mm-hmm. definitely up there. And I am sick to my stomach that one in a million was one of the vinyl that I lost. Um, oh, oh it. no. <laughs> no. It, oh, hurt. it hurts, but Awful. I'm going to buy it again. It's fine. Good. Well, and then you think also then, you know, that also went on to spawn Are You That Somebody, uh, what a personal just favorite and features use of the Tim baby. Limber. Exactly. Features of Tim Limbers. Why? Um, <laughs> hey, he's, I think he's the first voice you hear, right? No, that's good. You know what? There we go. She's back. I'm back. <laughs> back I'm on back. the Tim I just think of right. it, there are some ones that I really don't like. Understood. I, I we don't, don't have to dwell about on him, it. But I do really love the verse in Are You That Somebody? Because that that his whole part in that is very fun. And the yeah. syncopation that he raps with uh, is very, very fun. Great. Uh, so, yeah, it's that. Uh, that's like the last thing before Missy has her, her debut album is this very successful Aaliyah album kind of puts them on the map and then uh then it it begins so why don't we take a quick break and then when we come back we will talk more about Missy Elliott we'll evaluate her with the uh the categories I've devised to try and determine a, a nominee's chance of induction so we'll do all that after the break don't go anywhere Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you spiraled out a little bit, but then found your, <laughs> found your footing. You came back. Um, all right. So Missy Elliott became eligible for the Rock Hall as of this year. This is her first year of eligibility. Uh, her debut album, Super Dupa Fly, was released in 1997. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, not every, I mean, it is a point of, uh, distinction to make the rock hall ballot on your first year of eligibility. Uh, you know, we, we don't, when we often see it with, uh, you know, we often see it with really important hip hop artists and, and we've seen them get in on that first year of eligibility as well. You know, we had Eminem last year, Jay-Z the year before that, uh, Notorious B.I.G. the year before that. So it, it keeps a, a trend going with the hall. Uh, while there's a lot of work to do with hip-hop artists to get into the hall, at the very least, they do seem to have a decent track record of getting the big superstars in on their first year of eligibility. That being said, Missy is the first uh, female hip-hop artist to be nominated for the hall. You know, there's if you, if, you, if you know if you know your history, you know that uh, you know that there are women who blazed the trail before her, but she is you know the big superstar. You know, if we're comparing her to say like MC Light or Roxanne Shante, Missy Elliott was a massive mainstream success. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, Missy Elliott's never Missy Elliott has never been involved in an induction ceremony before, so uh, her being inducted will be her first time uh, doing anything with the rock hall and let's uh let's begin with the the first category iconic slash majorly recognizable songs now in my opinion two there are two that are miles ahead of the pack in terms of like you talk to anybody whether or not mm-hmm. they're a missy elliott fan whether or not they're a hip-hop fan they will know too mm-hmm It's a little bit difficult to pick which one is at the top. If I had to choose, I would say work it. That's probably the one that is the most recognizable out of the entire canon. It's like hard to pick, but I I almost think Get Your Freak On is a little more recognizable. Those are just her two most uh, stratospheric hits. Yeah, Get Your Freak On was everywhere. I feel like it was almost at funerals. Like was- and it's such a recognizable <laughs> beat. Like that is just like, it immediately starts, you know, and just doesn't stop until it takes like one pause in the middle. <laughs> I mean, then- I I, th- I think they both have that quality though, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a close race on on the Spotify streams. Work It does have the edge, but they're both hovering around 240 million. It's uh, it's funny how how close it is. Uh, right. But Work It does have the edge. Uh, Work It's from 2002. It's off her fourth album. That is her highest charting single. It went to number two on the Hot 100. Went two times platinum as a single. Uh, and it is number 56 on Rolling Stone's Greatest Song uh, list that they did. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me. I was going to try and guess. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk about work it a little bit. I mean, this this song's really got uh, it's got everything. It's got reverse mm-hmm. vocals. It's got an elephant sound effect. It's got uh, the popularization of of the term badonkadonk. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. I think you can handle this. Don't work it is just a a ton of fun. It's one that that gets people on the dance floor. Yeah, and it's being sampled right now. There's a girl group out of the UK named Flo, and they have a song coming out called Fly Girl, and it samples, uh, feel fly, girl, get your nerves. Uh-huh. Fly girl, get your nerves. 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 Fly
It's a song with like lasting impact on oh, for sure on culture just across the board. I mean, I just discovered this through Missy Elliott's uh, Instagram recently, but Luther Vandross at Radio City Music Hall. He's just kind of he's taking a sip of water, ad living while he's taking a sip of water, and he does the whole verse. But he says, "Don't I look like a Denzel poster?" I need a drink of water. Don't I look like a Denzel poster? I like the way my stuff go, but boom, 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 boom. Keep your eyes on my boom, 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 boom. You think you can handle this? The dunga dong dong. It's very fun. If you go to Missy's Instagram, she's like, oh, damn, I just discovered this. I right. can't believe it. Luther is like such a, you know, a, a star. And I've loved him my whole life. And I can't believe he was up here at Radio City Music Hall <laughs> doing my uh, song. And it's a very fun thing. It is like, uh, it's just audio, but it is like some very, uh, is very good and the, audio. and the crowd goes nuts because at, at, uh -huh. first, at first he just says, he just says one line and then he does the whole thing. Uh, and, and the crowd loses it. And it would have been like a year maybe after that song came out, like, mm -hmm. or it, it like was fresh in everybody's mind. It's very fun. Yeah. That just kind of speaks to um, the connection that Missy has like intergenerationally. Uh, my, my mom is a Missy Elliott fan. Like my grandma, we'll, I'll ask her about it after this. We'll <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I want to shout out work. It's a, uh, I know I said reverse vocals, but like to put that like in in the chorus, I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it and then just take that and literally reverse it and have that be the next line is like the the one of the coolest, weirdest things that like totally Again, works. Again, with the freaking originality, which is a, for a song that's so interesting and original to be so popular, it, it makes me excited to think that that happened, you know? Like you have people trying to actually say mm -hmm. the first vocals part, um, knowing that like, it's kind of humanly impossible to mm -hmm. replicate that, but you still have people like trying it. Like you have- You still have people choosing this song at karaoke. What are you <laughs> right, doing? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, what do they, I wonder what they do on the screen for that. I, I do too, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do Like the idea that you have to, I, I mean, I think, if you're down, I think we should all try it without looking at anything. Because in, in my head, it's like it's you're flipping the banana. That's, I think that's exactly what you I think it. of. Yep, you I got it. it. You got it. No, I think that's you. I like also how the elephant noise is not the radio edit. That's how the song right is. Let me search. You know, because often you when you hear a song on the radio and there's like something in it, and then you find out later that's not part of the song. That's just for the edit to cover uh, uh -huh. a curse. Uh, but no, that's the elephant noise is uh, it's a part of it. And it's a, it's a great part of it. Yeah, it really is. The greatest act of self-censorship of all time. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and let's OK, let's talk about Get Your Freak On now, because that really it is. It's neck and neck between those two um, from 2001 off her third album, went to number seven. The single also went platinum. Uh, it's it's 236 million streams just below the 240 so again like i said it, it's it's neck and neck with the streams versus work it uh do you guys want to guess where it is on rolling stones 500 greatest songs and you said um work, work it, it was is 54 56. 56 oh and this is get your and this is get your freak on Ooh. 25 
Yeah. I'm like, is it, is it, is, is it higher? I, I, yeah, I think, um, 40. Eight. <gasps> okay. I can take that. I love that. That's great. Top 10. That is a song that just goes. It, yeah. it is one of those, it goes, it's, it just right out of the gate. Ooh, that is, and it does not have dated production value, right? This is not going to be the type of song that you hear when you hear like kind of boy band artists from this era, or you hear music from the late night, you hear freaking rock music from the late nineties. That sounds like so dated, you know, this is kind of so original and unique and interesting that it doesn't sound like all the other music that was coming out at that time. You can't be like, Oh, that just sounds, it might sound like the early, 2000s to you because you were there but like it doesn't sound like there's a bunch of music that all came out that sounds like this you know it is it's it is so astonishing how original the sound is nobody was doing this and nobody it's so oh it's so good I mean, we have to talk about the video too. We mm-hmm. just, like takes their head off and is spitting in people's mouths. Yes, ah, <laughs> that that video. And he likes fun. it, right? He catches it. And he's like, oh, okay, like yes, all right up. Um, yeah, I. Funny story. The first time I ever interacted with Missy Elliott online, some friends of mine and I, um, we went to the subway station, and you know how people like perform for money. Mm-hmm. We like did this whole production of Get Your Freak On. <gasps> um, it is online. Okay. And I, I posted like a screenshot of it. And Missy Elliott was like, I want to see. And I was like, oh my gosh. Missy Elliott wants to see me. So yeah. She's very cool about that. Like I, I, I've yeah. seen on her on her social media, like, you know, get gassing people up when, when they they do the dance or, you know, she'll mm-hmm. she'll repost uh you know and i just i think that's very cool she she has some i think genuine humility uh mm-hmm. and like i think she she's just so uh eternally grateful that people love her music right yeah i remember i was um i was hanging out with someone when i like saw this shit commented and like i just checked out like completely i, I don't remember anything <laughs> Um, hey, I, I left like, my body yeah i'm like you are missy ellie and that was who i am like yeah she's the, she's the greatest but yeah that that music video the, the song what what is it is it a sitar i yeah it's almost well, it feels like a synth that it has like sitar mm-hmm. qualities in mm-hmm. it. Okay. um but yeah i mean like it has that song also has like a, a sinister vibe to it like it almost sounds like an old horror film about space you know what i mean like the end it's like the spookiest uh dance song or the danciest spook song uh that i could i could think of so you're saying that missy elliott should score a horror film that would you imply 100 percent. would we not go crazy for that yeah yeah oh my gosh she's on now I'm just thinking about all the great music videos too. I'm thinking about the the kids when all the kids are breakdancing. Uh, oh my god, yeah, she was good for some, some children dancing. She yes. really did. She did. She 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 brought that mainstream. We did not have so you think you could dance yet or whatever. And uh, she was she was finding you know the little dance mom kids and bringing yeah. them out and saying, <laughs> yeah, the, one of the kids from Disney Channel. Uh, mm-hmm. What's her name? Allison Stone, she had her breaking it down mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, Missy Elliott's for the children. <laughs> for real. She, she speaks for the children. So yeah, I, those those two, I think, are the ones that uh, stand the tallest among the discography in terms of like everybody knows those songs. But you know, let's uh, let's go further. Like, obviously, there's a little bit of a jump. Let's let's try to break down the next ones that people would know. Um, and I, 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 w- I think the one, and I'm coming at this from a perspective of someone who didn't really grow up on the music, wasn't watching MTV at this time. I think Lose Control would be in the three spot. I think Gossip Folks is number three, in my opinion. It is one that you might not know the name of, but you know, again, the chorus, the minute you hear it. To me, Gossip Folks is number three. Um, With Lose Control being number four. I feel like that sample i feel like i feel like i know double dutch better than, i know the or, or, mm-hmm. origin of the sample probably i was because tr- i was trying to figure out do i know that sample from double dutch or do i know it from girl talk you know like which well, which well, sample do i know the the little girl do, doing that so uh for me it's hands down from gossip folks uh i mean i was familiar with double dutch bus like just in the like you know, in the air, Mm -hmm. but gossip folks is like, that's also another one that has that, uh, like has a skit in it. Mm -hmm. And, and and I'm usually very opposed to skits in music. Uh, They kind of drive me nuts, but there are a few people who can get away with them. Missy Elliott and De La Soul are kind of the um, two that I give the passes to. But uh, I like, to me, gossip folks is like one of those ones that is, it's still good. It's still fun. And people still listen to it. I think Lose Control is very popular as well. I, I guess I put them tied in the third spot. Lose Control as well is just a, that's one too. That's just a cardio oh extravaganza. God. That's, mm-hmm. you know, somebody puts that on a freaking exercise class and you're like, okay, well, there goes my BPMs. And so Lose Control went to number three as a single. It's two times platinum. Uh, so this is her second biggest hit on the charts after Work It. Oh, wow. Um, and this one's got uh, Ciara and Fat Man Scoop. Mm-hmm. Fat Man uh, Scoop. He's back. <laughs> Let's go uh, down. Let's go down. <laughs> Scoop is like, I love him. And he's also just like great hype man. That's who you yes. want in your song. He's the guy. Uh, let, I love yes. him yelling at the end mm-hmm. of like any Missy or Mariah Carey song. Mm-hmm. He adds a certain... Like you said, that that cardio feel. Like, He's um, got it, yeah. <laughs> the only Let's man that can walk me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> um, but my number three is actually socket to me. Socket to me is is my number one Missy song. It's like probably one of my number one or two for me as far as Missy songs are concerned. I don't know how popular. I mean, I remember the music video with like DeBrat and they're like in a like a video Mega game, Man. Mega yeah. Man. And thing. I think Lil Kim is in it too. And Lil Kim is in it. And that video and that sample, that burn, 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 I mean, is one that I, I that's still, it still gets me when I hear it. I'm like, yes. 
I think, but I think for me, it's like more of a personal choice. Like that's a song I just love. That song. I don't know. I think that video was was that song popular. So I mean, it went it went to number twelve. I have to say, I didn't feel like I really knew it. Um, I listened to it a few times. I think it's great. I think also if you're watching MTV a lot, it probably got a lot. uh, It was probably heavily in rotation because it's such. You know, it's another Hype Williams, like really fun, uh, mm-hmm. visually stunning video. But I wouldn't say this is one that I, I feel like I've heard out in the wild very much. Great one, though. And uh, I, you know what? I would put kind of up there. Uh, I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but her first single, you know, The, the Rain. rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's my number one. I feel like no matter where you play it, time of day, area, like everyone knows that song. Mm-hmm. They they don't just know it like they know the lyrics and they know like the the ad libs and stuff. So even though they, I, w- I wasn't really watching a ton of MTV, that was like even if you didn't watch MTV, it somehow it got to you because it was the the leather vinyl uh, inflatable suit and like we talked the fisheye lens, all of that. I feel like it would get. Uh, parodied or it just became such a huge yeah. like cultural it was like a cultural touch point like a visual cultural touch point that it would it would kind of uh it would go beyond the source material and you would just kind of see it out and about somehow and that song uh is also on the rolling stone 500 greatest songs list so she's got she's got three entries can i guess where it yeah. is go ahead is it is it um 221 I'll say 70. I mean, so you, you have to consider like she had two, two in the very top high up and this one's down at 453. Ooh, that's nasty. Yeah. I mean, you also have to consider like this is including every song ever written by anybody. Um, she's got three oh, on the yes. list. That's and they, <laughs> and they put Get Your Freak on at number eight, which is like very impressive. You know, she's the highest on the list of like anyone from her era. I mean, she's in between like the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac. So Still uh, unforgivable, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Quickly, I just want to say uh, about the inflatable vinyl suit. She wore that during m- maybe one of her biggest or, and one of her first live performances. Lilith Fair. At Lilith Fair, which I did not know. What? The second That's Lilith Fair. so interesting. I love that. I've I've seen a clip from the day that they shot the video and everyone thought that it was like a trash bag, but no, it's like an acrylic suit mm-hmm. and they were inflating it with a bike pump um, and <laughs> holding it or something. And so it was like deflating in real time. So like <laughs> walk across the parking lot and get pumped up and then walk back and like do another scene. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of history. And then the, like the Alan Mickley shades, the one mm-hmm. with like, because when I was younger, I thought it was like a crown and then she had on shades, but it's like all one piece so really stunning visual direction from hype williams mm-hmm. and then june ambrose on the costuming because mm-hmm. i think that's one of the biggest looks of the late 90s oh um, big time yes yes and Absolutely. yeah replicated so yeah iconic you you know you mentioned one minute man that is a song mm-hmm. that that you know when i revisited it i was like oh yeah i, I i'm pretty sure I, I know this one it's off the third album missy so addictive and it went to number 15, features Ludacris. Uh, and in this, this is a, a video where she takes her head off. That's and, a uh, fun video. Uh, what about Pass That Dutch? Is that anywhere in the mix at all? Ah! 
maybe I just think of it as a cardio. I just, there are like so many songs that I, that me, that are like fun to dance to that I think are like party starters, but it also just could be my age, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd say arguable. I mean, that's, that's enough. It, it charted well. It's off the, the fifth album uh, and it went to, went to number seven. Um, but actually above that, and and this is also one of her biggest hits is uh, Hot Boys. Oh yeah. Specifically the the remix. Say what? Uh, Hot Boys and Socket to Me. Yeah, they're like, like companion pieces in my yeah. head. Yeah, they feel like that. I mean, and you know, probably because of the features on them as well. Yeah, the remix of Hot Boys has Lil Mo, Nas, Eve, and Q-Tip. Like what an insane lineup, but also who could collect those kind of infinity stones other than Missy Elliott, like yeah. who else has that kind of industry pull to be like, hello, Nas. You know, I mean, she was <laughs> with big boy Eve, like her. Yeah. I mean, even she has like early records with Beyonce, like before she'd even properly gone solo. And there are not many people that can say like, oh, I have a Beyonce verse or I have mm-hmm. a Beyonce hook from like mm-hmm. 1999. Hey, hey. She has a she has an Eminem feature in from like '98 or or '99 yeah. or something. You know, yeah, she she was she was on it for right. sure. But Hot Boys, I think, is worth mentioning just because you know it. You know, went to number five, went platinum, but it was on the top of the rap singles chart for four straight months, which set a record. Months. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I'm sure we'll come up to this when we do longevity or whatever, but you know, she had that album come out, uh, what in like 2019 or, uh, like with throw it back on it. And that video was so good and so cool. It's almost like in my opinion, because she was never trendy, you know what I mean? Like, like I was saying, like, I feel like a lot of this production is kind of timeless. Like it's so unique to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think like throw it back to me could, could have been on any album in sure. any order. Like that song to me could have been from 2003. It could have been from 2019, like at the same time. Yeah. And I, I think probably you, you were, squarely in the demographic that was ready and excited for yeah. you to release something new. And so th- that stuff probably sticks with you. What about where they from? When did that come out? Like 2015. Ooh, okay. I was also very excited for that to come out. But again, I recognize that I am a bigger fan than a lay person. No, I would say, really good. Yeah. yeah, that song is very good. Her and Pharrell together. It's just like a, a yes. dream. Yes. Yeah, oh. Regina Beach represent. And the marionettes can be scary in music videos, mm-hmm. but like they did it well. So <laughs> them and uh, Blackstreet, they're they're the only ones who can touch puppets. Uh-oh, yeah. Don't tell you're, you're NSYNC. Don't tell NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say that that's a, a pretty comprehensive list of like the songs that people would know. But let's go to let's go to albums. The next category, you know, does does Missy have albums that are considered all time classics? Uh, and just to kind of to review, you know, she she breaks out as a solo artist with Super Dupa Fly in '97. Follow up is The Real World in 1999. 
uh, Missy's So Addictive is 2001. And that's the one that has Get Your Freak On. And then fourth studio album is Under Construction, which has Work It. And then she has she has two more. This is not a test in the cookbook. Do you guys think that any of those albums are on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest albums? Yes. I think Super Duper Fly and Missy So Addictive. I think Missy So Addictive. And then I would say, because they do like to put the first album out, like the kind of, like, I, that's why I think Super Duper Fly would be on there. But I think if I only had to choose one, I would choose Missy So Addictive. But I think, I, I think you're right. I think both are probably on there. So there's only one. <gasps> is it Missy or is, is it, is it Super Duper Fly? Under construction. It's super duper fly. Okay. I like Kristen it. said, you know, often these lists with Rolling Stone, it's like the thing that put them on the map. It tends to it tends to be the choice. And where do you guys think it is on the list? Uh out, out of five hundred? One thirty? Yeah, I think like one twelve. <laughs> just for fun. I'm just having fun. Ninety-three. Ooh. So made the top made the top one hundred. Top one hundred. Uh, but worth mentioning, One in a Million by Aaliyah is also on the list at 314. And that's, you know, an album that Missy and, and Timbaland worked on quite a bit. Uh, so she has some represent- representation on this list beyond just her her own albums. So, yeah, uh, Super Duper Fly, if we're, to, if we're to go by this list, definitively classic in the in the top 100. But, you know, the, those, uh, like you said, Missy's so addictive, like definitely on many lists of the best albums of the 2000s whether it's it's pitchfork or the guardian uh and you know under construction made similar lists for rolling stone and and slant and that album was actually nominated for album of the year at the grammys and fun little note it was up against elephant from fellow nominees the white stripes oh and who won like steely dan or what uh speaker box love below but oh my god that's yeah that's a jam oh my god my goodness wow okay then and yet we can't get outcast nominated for crying out loud yeah that's that's can't get an andre missy elliott song Ooh, what i would do that is good they have a photo together but no material that we know of that we know of (laughs) but there but there's a photo in existence yeah. yeah so hmm. all right so they have been in the same place at the same time was that place a studio who knows i don't think so they're dressed like it's like maybe <laughs> war show and something but um she has something with big boy so like it's, it's just a short walk mm-hmm. maybe she should like play the flute and andre will appear <laughs> um i guess we're, worth noting as well that year also uh justified by justin timberlake was nominated and while I think a lot of people associate the songs off that album with the wow. Neptunes, Timbaland mm-hmm. did do he did do a few, including uh, "Cry Me River." Cry Me River, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we we've got a lot of got a lot of fun uh, on that on that list that year. All right, let's go to the next category: critical acclaim, high praise all around. I think when you get an artist that's as experimental as Missy Elliott and can do it so successfully and make the music like really good critics like lose their minds right um i've got some quotes here you know we uh we sometimes go to robert criscow who is the dean of rock critics who is we like to think representative of a rock hall voter because he's an old white guy he loves it all i mean he gives like most of her albums a's and just kind of fawns over her 
There's a critic named Gary Mulholland who called Super Dupa Fly the key prophecy of the dominant 21st century black pop, which is high praise. Uh, in a review of the third album, Rolling Stone said Missy and Timbaland make the most sonically inventive, rhythmically explosive pop music around. Agree. Rhythmically explosive. Great descriptor for her. You can't you can't not move when you listen yeah. to her. And it, it's obviously intentional. Um, she is a dancer. She's always been big on movement. And when you listen to her, like there's something on your body that's going to move, whether it's your shoulders, mm-hmm. your legs, your feet, like you can't, you can't sit still. And that's pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so really high marks from the, uh, from the critics, but let's, uh, let's go to commercial success. I mean, <laughs> he's the only woman in rap with six platinum albums. And she has six full-length albums. And she has six albums, so... Six out of six. Six for six. Yeah. No duds. All right. Under Construction went two times platinum. All the other ones went platinum. 40 million records sold worldwide. The best-selling female rapper. Yep. Period. Yep, the end. Period. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, that's that's a key component to this, because, like, you know, when we've talked about, you know, the critically acclaimed artists sometimes it's a it's a balancing act they have a lot of critical acclaim but you know like god love tribe and you know i do but you know the critical acclaim is very high and they sold well but they're not you know they're not hitting yeah especially some of those later projects yeah but you know missy all platinum all the time uh and so it's a good one to punch and let's talk about uh, the next category, longevity. You know, Missy comes out swinging in 97 and keeps it going pretty consistently. Like, I mean, we just said, like, her last album was 2005. They were all platinum Earth. selling. Mm-hmm. Bangers. Absolute bangers. She did, she did start a seventh album, but it never came to fruition. Yeah, that might have been around the time that she was uh, getting sick. Right. So she had a uh, Graves disease, yeah. which is, you know, she has said that's kind of what's responsible for why she slowed down, you know, cause it was, it was pretty consistent. And then she, she was gone for almost, uh, almost a decade. A decade. Yeah. And then we got, then we get like singles here and there, but we haven't kind of gotten a, a full length album since then. Um, what is Graves? I, I don't know about it's a thyroid uh yeah it's like hyperthyroidism she she said like she was experiencing like leg spasms um i think she like almost got into a car accident uh because of it oh Um, boy the way that your eyes look um so it's Mm -hmm. like a a full body um illness and it definitely caused her to step away but i believe it's under control with with treatment Yeah. yeah that's great i'm very glad to hear that um, and like, I have enjoyed her later singles a bunch. Okay. Uh, yeah. they're kind of, they, they're, they're tailor-made for me, someone who <laughs> loves, uh, Missy Elliott. So, um, yeah. And I like, I, I'm always surprised. I remember too, she wasn't, she at the left shark Grammy or uh, the left Super shark Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes, she, was exactly. the, she was at the left shark Super Bowl. So she came out with Katy Perry. And mm-hmm. I remember what year was that like 2016 or something? 2015. 2015. Yeah. It was just like we were 
I just remember hearing that like a lot of younger people did not know who she was. And I was like, so devastated by that. Um, But again, then she came back out and like, you know, showed up, showed out and people were like, oh, damn, what is this? And then maybe that, you know, raised her profile. Oh, it it brought some of her songs back to the top 40. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Yeah, which is which is incredible. Uh, And, you know, that's. That's why you do the Super Bowl halftime show if they'll let you, because, you know, when we talked about Eminem last year, same thing, like a bunch of his songs shot back up the charts, like old ones. Uh, and so that appearance, you know, and she was a guest performer. She she came on and, and did like a medley. It, that was her her comeback, you know, and that it was a significant one. That's a that's a halftime show. People remember. Yeah. And then she did. She released an EP in, in 2019 in addition to some like sprinkling some some singles out here and there since then let's uh let's go to influence so how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> i mean like it's been said before like they especially her work in conjunction with timbaland you know it, it kind of changed the landscape and it brought like uh their own futuristic sound to not just hip hop but pop music right yeah, I mean, speaking to hip hop specifically, when you think about artists like jo- Doty, um, who's an artist from Florida, um, who is like very clearly inspired by Missy, Azealia Banks, Tal the mm-hmm. Creator, uh, the KB Forty Seven, like some of these newer acts whose fan base like may not be familiar with Missy Elliott by name or as like you know familiar as someone who was coming up during her earlier years, um, but like she just has such a such a fingerprint. Um, on on hip hop and just pop culture at large, so you can and you definitely see it in the music videos uh, from uh, Amine music videos and like I said, Tal the Creator mm-hmm. features just that that experimental uh, factor and even down to some of the colors that they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even Lil Wayne, who is an an older artist, he was saying that uh, he really appreciated her because she was using onomatopoeias and mm-hmm. he's famous for popularizing the term bling bling. Um, so. <laughs> When you think of the influence that she not only had on like generations that followed, but just her her peers, uh, the people that were making music at the same time she was, like she's definitely had a, a serious impact on music. Not to mention just women in rap and women in the music industry. I, I mean, she 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 blazed a trail, and I know Eve and and Macy Gray and Destiny's Child have all said like they she cleared the path for them. And I will say, you know, not every artist gets their own subsection on Wikipedia for legacy, for influence. And there's a long list. I won't read all of them, but I'll read the first few. Cardi B, Lil Wayne, Lizzo, Tyler, The Creator, Solange, Chloe Bailey, MIA, Janelle Monet, Anderson Pax, Sweetie, Ciara, Doja Cat, like, and the list goes on. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a list right there. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not even touching a lot of the people who were active before like 2015. So mm-hmm. right, she's, she's had a serious, a, a serious impact on just artistry across the board. And even if you don't make rap music, um, there's something that you can, you know, glean from Missy Elliott and just the way that she, I mean, her, her production alone, I, I'm sure, you know, women producers like Chloe and Doja Cat, um, have taken a, a page or two from Missy's book when it when it just comes to production and sampling. So yeah, she's a, a largely influential figure. 
let's let's go to the the next category artistry slash skill i mean we've we've touched on this quite a bit uh <sighs> already i mean she's considered one of the best rappers one of the best producers one of the best songwriters she's in the songwriters hall of fame and she's only the third hip-hop inductee in the songwriters hall of fame after jay-z and jermaine dupree mm, and that that's something because jermaine dupree was he was writing those hits uh for everybody from mariah carey to usher I mean, I mean, Jay-Z is just one of the greatest of all times. So it really speaks to her skill as a writer and how highly she's lauded by, you know, the the voting board. But as far as like her skill as a rapper, you can tell that she was heavily influenced by artists in the late 80s, you know, the Run DMCs mm-hmm. and Salt Peppers. Um, and you, you see that, you know, in the, I think she had a collaboration with Adidas. So she's wearing a lot of tracksuits at one point mm-hmm. of the Kingo Caps and stuff. Um, but then when you listen to her material, like you see that, you hear that blueprint but then you also watch her expound on it and elaborate on it and kind of play with the the flows and just the, again the onomatopoeias that she works into into her material. Um, so she really you can tell what her influences are, but you can also see her her elevate them in real time. It's just really cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, she's she's got it. She's like genius level of just the way her delivery and her skill it she's she's amazing final <sighs> category final category does my mom know who she is and yes okay. she does yeah my yeah. mom does too for sure even though i tried to i i like i i prodded her a little bit i was like can you name a missy elliott song uh and she was like i don't know if i can but i could probably like hum along if i heard it that's kind of i think that's the status of like a uh someone who has that cultural ubiquity where it's mm-hmm. like the name alone is enough and you go i know exactly who that is i know what they look like yeah yeah i think my mom probably knows who i know my mom knows who she is and i know she knows what she looks like but i don't know if she would i think she's probably a similar one where she'd go is this missy elliott like if a song was playing she'd be like this is missy elliott right you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing, but I don't think off the top of the head she's going to go. Yeah. Oh, gossip, folks. I love that song. Uh, sure, sure. But honestly, if she heard it, my mom will probably start dancing. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah. just where I come from. That's where I'm from. I think my mom was like in her mid twenties when Missy Elliott's first album came out. So I'm sure she has like a lot of core memories. Um, mm-hmm. Like right after I got to write her bio and like it had come out and everything, like she was around the house going beep beep, like for, <laughs> um, so yeah, my mom definitely knows who Missy Elliott is. Great. Um, all right, verdict time. Uh, is Missy Elliott getting in this year? Usually we say should she, will she? Let's just let's cut to the bone here. Is Missy Elliott getting into the rock hall this year, Kristen? What do you think? She better be. Uh, I've said it. Uh, since the list came out, I, I, to me, she's a sure thing to me. She's absolutely getting in. Um, I know that Joe has his doubts and worries just based on the stupid track record of the stupid voters of the stupid rock hall. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) this will piss me off to to a degree that I, I will be so to me, it's such an obvious if she does not, I don't even want to live in a world. I, I don't want to engage in the like thought experiment of her not getting in. So I won't. She's getting in. That's okay. what I'll say. <laughs> Brooklyn, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think she's going to get in. Um, there have been no women in hip hop previously admitted. 
uh, which is a disgrace uh, because you have people like Lauren Hill, who I believe this year. No, no, maybe she, she, she became eligible this year. Yeah, um, it ended um, up, we ended up having a weird year where we yeah. had two years of eligibility. Uh, yeah, in the same year, uh, but yeah, I guess for the Fugees and also for her. Um, yeah, material. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even MC Light, Salt and Peppa, like Lil Kim, like I, I need, I need something. But yeah, I think Missy would be a, a great first woman in hip hop. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see her making history. So let's get it done. Let's I don't get it have, done. Yeah, I don't want to have hot Twitter fingers in a couple months. Like, let's just let's get don't, to it. Let's do it right. right. Totally. I mean, yeah, we don't have too many women who are inducted in their first year of eligibility. It's a small list. We've had no black women who've been inducted in their first year of eligibility. Uh, and we, uh, like, like you said, there's no female hip hop artists. I mean, Sylvia Robinson is in, but she was, you know, the the founder of Sugar Hill Records. She was inducted as a non performer. We need this needs to happen. I I hope to God that it does. It is a very competitive year, which worries yes. me. Yeah, um, it it's is. as it's as competitive of a ballot as I have ever seen, and so eh, that's where I I have my trepidation. But artists tend to get in on their first time on the ballot, so that's looking good. And I just I feel like there's a lot of critical love. There is a lot of love from artists. That's the biggest block of biggest block of voters. There's a lot of old rock dudes though who are voting. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Don't members. Don't remind me. Now you're now you're scaring me, Joe. I can't pure, live in this it, world. This is a no. I just I you know I we have to manage your expectations Mm-mm. at the same rate though. Like I said, the big hip hop. Every year we Artists. get a legend status, iconic first year rapper, eligible. First year eligible in every year for the past four years. And let's keep, keep it, it going. going. I, I my official prediction will be that she gets in. All right. But it, it does keep me up at night. I will say that. It's um, not keeping me up at night. I'm just sure it's going to happen. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'll use the secret or whatever. Come on, <laughs> let's go. I'm acting as if she's already in. And that, that is, uh, that's helping the universe's molecules to head that way. Well, why don't we just say that she's getting in sure. so that we can talk about what that induction would look like. And we'll start with who should give the speech to induct her. Janet Jackson. I have her high on my list as well. They're very, very tight. Um, oh my god! Do you don't know what would happen to me if that happened? I would not survive. We're, we're manifesting. So I know. Happening. I want this. I really do. Oh I, my god! And you know, I believe if Missy asked Janet, she would do it. Yeah. Uh, there's a very sweet Instagram post last year about like you know Missy was you know it was the pandemic was over and she was like I haven't seen so many people and I miss my friends and she told Janet this and Janet was like where are you going to be on the fifth and she was like uh and she told her and then Janet flew from London just to be with Missy for two days and just like hang out yeah very sweet. friends like that that's big yeah they're they're very tight I mean also it's not as big of a marquee name but it would be very meaningful if Timbaland did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's it's like Dre inducting Eminem, like Diddy inducting Biggie. It's like the the partner, the right. person that you're like linked to who can really 
tell the story from a firsthand account. Well, and then that opens the door for the next thing that should happen, which is Timbaland should be inducted in like musical excellence or quote unquote non-performer category. I musical excellence. They, they would, yeah. But, uh, they would induct, but, induct but in musical, musical excellence. excellence. Like he should be put in. I'm really hoping that we just start seeing producers go in soon because you know mm-hmm. we and we're, we're seeing it happen a little bit more uh and Jimmy I, Jam and Terry Lewis Jimmy last Jam year and Terry Lewis well, last year right exactly so I think then if he's and and also hopefully he'll just come to the ceremony and I'm sure he'll be involved in some way to yes. the you know with I'm sure he'll be interviewed for the package and all that stuff yes. or footage of him will be used that just kind of opens it up to to that and also the talking about like salt and pepper and stuff they're an act we haven't really we've we've brought up their names and we assume that they will get in eventually or i right we've talked about it but yeah. like let's go and i think that this also it just kind of starts the wheels in motion in a way that i like you know is a positive lane opening yeah let's see trina too i know that uh misty and trina are friends they collaborated over the years Trina was on a remix of a song that Missy did in like maybe 2017. You know, we talked about Lil Wayne a little bit. He mm-hmm. is someone who has made no secret about how much he loves her and has been inspired by her. He's called her his, his, his number one MC of all time. And then also, you know, if we're thinking about the hall, sometimes they like to go with someone who's like hot and new right now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone who is like a, a direct descendant. That makes me think like Lizzo would be a good choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. they fun together too. Yeah, they've worked together. They, they, they're friends, so... Um, I think, uh, but there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of people who, who could do it. I think those, those are some good names. What three songs does she play at the ceremony? Also, we can talk about. Yeah, this is medley territory for sure. Well, we've this seen is medley, that, this is features, this you know, is. Both Eminem last year and LL Cool J the year before that had really great performances where they brought surprise guests out which I think Missy could totally mm-hmm. do. Now, if she just did three songs, work it, lose control, get your freak on, that's literally what she did at the Super Bowl. But I think she I think she would do something different. I think she would include other people. Mm-hmm. I think she could include anybody that she wanted to, even if yes. they didn't worse, like on the original song. Yeah. My top three songs are The Rain, She's a Bitch, and Work It. And there's a lot of playroom with She's a Bitch. She's a bitch. When you say my neck, talk more junk, but won't look my way. She's a bitch. See, I got more cheese. So, so yeah, I, uh, I, I just want to see it live. I think mm-hmm. she did it live. Oh, gosh. It was an, it was an MTV Awards, like, maybe five years ago. Um, She did it. Um, And she, like, did the full, like, get up, you know, covered in black paint, covered in spikes, wearing the latex. Yes. It was... I mean, she's got to bring out Timbaland. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, she could get Beyonce on stage. She could do it. I, again, please don't. I, I can't. I I can't. It's too much for me to imagine. <laughs> I, I'm i starting to tear up. <laughs> I sweat. It, 
It's like, it's a lot. Well, cause you know, I thought Beyonce was going to be there when Jay-Z got inducted. Um, unfortunately the ceremony was in Cleveland, which I think worked. And also she just would, you know, outshine her husband. And I think that that was like maybe trying to, you know, let it be his night, um, type of thing. I would, I would I, lose it if Beyonce, it would be too much. She popped out to honor Stevie Wonder with Ed Sheeran a couple of years ago. So it's definitely within her wheelhouse. It's a, it could happen. You know, uh, I, I one, one thought I had was like, I think Missy would do something uh, to acknowledge the women who came before her. And I could see if she did sock it to me and brought out DeBrat, give DeBrat mm-hmm. that, that moment on the Rock Hall stage. Yes. Um, also, you know, I'm thinking about how LL did uh all i have with with j-lo, with J-Lo. Mm-hmm. and how that was a song you know that's her song technically i mean it's like a duet and it just made me think about think like sierra will come out and you do you do and they you do, do a little one two step one two step i shake it like jello make the boys say hello because they know i'm rocking the beat i know you heard about a lot of great mcs but they ain't got nothing on me because i'm five for two that would be so tight one two step oh. lose control yeah. yeah, she's on loose control as well. So mm-hmm. you can do that and then you can, you know, you can weave in and out of those in a way that would be really cool. And it would be a nod to Missy's prolific production career as well. Yeah, Oof. and her capacity to put people on because that was yes. Sienna, like first big song. Totally. Bring, bring Luda out. I well, mean, yeah. this would be so fun. It would be just a party. It would be so fun. Yeah. And if it's going to be in New York, she could get some good dancers. Um, <laughs> so I'm always throwing, I'm just L- really. LL had the local Cleveland dancers. She had some Cleveland dancers. They were they fine. Were fine. They, were fine. <laughs> they were doing their best. They were just doing their little up rock in their hoodies. And that's, that's fine. That's but okay. Listen, I, I think this, uh, I think this Missy uh, induction could, could be very, very cool for a lot of reasons. And of the performance, uh, could be a, a showstopper. Um, if she gets in this year, the ceremony's in New York. Would you go? Yes, absolutely. Hopping on the first thing smoking. I'm out of here. Yes. <laughs> I would walk. I would walk. Begin the, <laughs> begin the trail. Like, like, um, oh my start gosh. Going now. Hell yeah. Well, we'll we will be there. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to say yeah. hi. We go. We go. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. She's going to be, she's getting in. She's getting in. So. It's yeah, happening. So. She's getting in. I mean, I, this is, she is the person who has to get in. She's my Tina mm-hmm. Turner of this year. It's like, and it's in the hall's best interest to, in the hall's best to interest try and to do make it, it happen she's if it's not happening in. naturally. Um, well, uh, Brooklyn, I want to thank you again for joining us. This has been a ton of fun to talk to you. And uh, I want to give you the opportunity to plug anything you'd like whether it's your social media or any writing you'd like people to see have at it uh yeah i'm on social media at brooklyn r white hit me up i'm being critically about pop culture at all times and sharing beautiful memes so yeah hit me up around hell yeah just the most beautiful of memes the most beautiful (laughs) (laughs) michael angelo memes is what they call me Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course our listeners know they can follow us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram, rockhallpod at, at gmail.com is email if you want Kristen to see that. You need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, she doesn't want to see it and I'm not going to forward it to her. Uh <laughs> subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars only. 
Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the rock hall. <laughs> That's my part. Say it backwards now. Sorry. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.